This is the Perfect Puppy Podcast with Miriam Pollard, walking you through all the steps you need to train the perfect puppy for your lifestyle. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Perfect Puppy Podcast. This week, I want to talk to you about the first four weeks with your brand new puppy. Before I get into it, congratulations, you've taken the biggest step you could take to puppy ownership, and that is to get a puppy, especially in lockdown. So hopefully this episode will help you along and give you that reassurance that you can have a bit of structure, even though it might not feel like it. All puppies need training, so it's best to be a couple of steps ahead of them to reduce the amount of problems that can arise. The first thing I teach any puppy is their name. Their name is so valuable and it'll be how you communicate with them, get their attention and how you start to train them. So they need a very positive association to it. The rules for the name is positive only, don't shout it or cause a negative association with it and don't overuse it so it becomes white noise. We want our puppies to listen to us, so just don't waste it. Next thing I teach is the communication system. So to communicate with our puppies and to let them know that they've done the right thing, we need a marker. Now you've got two types. There's a verbal or a clicker. Clicker training is very common and it's a brilliant way to communicate. The downside of a clicker is you most likely will lose it. I lose it all the time. In fact, I actually don't know where mine is now. But thankfully, as long as you care for your voice, which is a great thing about having a podcast because you learn all about it, is a verbal marker. So as long as you don't lose your voice, you'll always have a marker with you and it's free. With a verbal marker, I use yes. You've got 1.2 seconds to reward the behavior that you like with your puppy. And that's not a very long time frame. So use a word that is short, sweet and sharp, like the word yes. There are a couple of rules with our markers and that is a reward must come every single time. Now there are other markers and other ways to communicate with our puppy but I only want to talk about the clicker or the verbal marker. Yes, the reward must come every single time. You mark the behavior and they must get the reward. If you accidentally mark it, they still get the reward. You also need to condition this or another word is charge the clicker or charge the marker first. That's where you say the word yes, and then you give them the reward. When you know you've charged it, they'll have the reaction and overexcitement that they know that they're gonna get a reward. That's when you know you've charged it. The next thing I teach, which is an absolute must, is toilet training. This is 100% management. You don't really train it. I just say you just manage where they go. Every puppy needs to go to the toilet and it's best for us to teach them that it's to go outside and not in our lovely living room carpet. Unless you want them peeing everywhere, but I don't think you do. So, couple of rules and a couple of ways to make toilet training successful with your puppy. Take them out after sleep, meals, playing, and every hour or so. This will slowly increase as your puppy gets older because their bladder will get stronger. Here's an added bonus tip. Keep a diary, mark down what times your puppy goes to the loo and set an alarm so you make sure that you never miss a time. This is very common to miss whilst we're working from home and we're getting really deep into work. So just best to have that added alarm and added tap on the shoulder to make sure we don't miss a time that your puppy needs to go out. Another one is don't use puppy pads. They're probably the worst thing for puppies and it just teaches them to go to the loo indoors. 
The other thing is it will eventually become their chew toy and their plastic, so it's not actually healthy for your puppy to ingest it. So best just to skip that step and really manage and keep that diary. Yes, you will be up every hour at night, but you've signed up to puppy life. Next one is crate training and separation anxiety. These will go hand in hand and is so important, especially at the moment. All puppies are getting separation anxiety at the moment, so crate train to prevent this. The crate should be your puppy's safe place and somewhere they can be safe and go away from the distractions and also when unsupervised. I'm very adamant on using the crate in the day as well as at night. This is a massive step that people seem to forget about and eventually you'll put your puppy in the crate at day and they're screaming. So practice in the day as well as at night. Puppies need 18 to 20 hours of sleep until they're about six months old. So most of this time, if not all this time, should be in a crate or pen away from you. This will prevent separation anxiety massively. The next thing isn't, again, it's not really teaching our puppies anything, but I wanted to touch on that and that's puppy biting. Puppies bite. It's part of having a puppy. They explore the world with their mouths, so they're gonna bite you. There are a couple of ways to combat it. Puppies bite more and more severely when they're tired. So when your puppy becomes a little alligator, then stick them in their crate for some downtime and relax. They will most likely cry for maybe a minute and then fall fast asleep because your puppy's tired and overexcited. They will also bite and chew things because they're exploring, so prevent them from chewing up wires and anything that could be potentially dangerous. Your puppy's exploring, they're not being naughty, so also don't correct it. There is no point. It's down to you to prevent this. In order to reduce puppy biting, A really good tip is don't squeal, shout, or say no when your puppy bites you. I did this and when my dog was getting very excited with her, you know, big girl teeth, we were playing tug and she accidentally caught my finger. It bruised, it was bleeding, and I said, ow. She stopped and actually went and hid because I taught her to not bite due to squealing. And this was because... a positive trainer actually said this because you know you're not physically touching them you're just using verbal interruptions this really damaged my relationship and I had to condition that owl means really good things so just don't use this method it is very popular and I really don't like it instead I use the freeze method or I teach eye contact So the freeze method is simply freezing your hand when your puppy bites and as soon as they let go, they get a reward. This works so well and I've used this for most of my clients and they've stopped after a week. And these are puppies who love to explore and they've virtually stopped straight away due to this method. Also teaching eye contact is brilliant. Puppies bite, so it will be really good to teach them that biting doesn't get the reward or whatever they want. Actually looking at us is what's gonna get the reward. Both these methods work brilliantly and I use these methods to teach leave, drop and eye contact, which also leads on to socialization. So definitely give it a go and I'd love to hear how you get on. The next thing I teach young puppies is very, very basic luring, sit, down following the hand very easy stuff we're not going to go full-on competition obedience it's just to get our puppies engaging with us and learning that it's really fun to do that rules 
no commands. Too many people are labeling commands far too quickly. They lure a sit once and they think that adding a sit is going to teach the puppy that that means sit. It doesn't. Go back, lure about a hundred times and then add the reward and add the command correctly. So the next thing is socialization. So I actually have an entire podcast episode about socializing your puppies before their second vaccination. So go and have a listen. This will go really deep dive into how to do this. But I just want to touch on it here. Socializing today isn't actually socialization. It's not benefiting our puppies at all. And we're causing more problems for ourselves without us realizing. It also starts the moment you bring your puppy home. You don't have to wait four weeks because they haven't had their second vaccinations. They can still go outside. The vaccinations is to protect them from interacting with anything. If they're not interacting with anything, they're very safe. So start picking your puppy up. They're small, so this is brilliant. And taking your puppy outside a couple of times a day to look at the world around them. You can also do noise desensitization at home and you can also get created. For example, I love doing floor textures. But last and certainly not least, engagement. This is how you're going to teach your puppy anything. In order to teach them anything, they need to actually want to do something with you. If they don't have that, you can't teach them anything. They need that desire. If they've got zero desire, it's going to be very hard. And it starts at eight weeks old. Now, the downside of engagement is separation anxiety. So spend all your time crate training separation anxiety and the moments where your puppy is outside, you're engaging with them and having fun with them. But remember, engagement is the desire to be with you. So don't be shocked when they start crying and getting annoyed because they're away from you. Teach them both means good things. If you want to dive more in depth about what we've discussed today, then my pre-puppy or pre-walk sessions are perfect for you. I can view your puppy and give you a better, more customized guide on how to do everything we've spoken about. There'll be a link in the show notes below to my service page. I hope this episode helped you and hopefully I will see you next week. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Perfect Puppy Podcast with Miriam Pollard. For more tips and advice, follow Think Dog Academy on Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode.